This podcast is produced by Benchmark Education. Collaborative writing. What is it? How does it work? How do you get started with it? Most importantly, can it help your students? I'm Kevin Carlson, and this is Teachers Talk Shop. To begin the year by ensuring that students are successful is going to boost their confidence, and I feel it's going to help them be able to tackle harder things later on the year where they might not be successful. But begin the year with success. That is Leah Mermelstein. She is an author and literacy consultant who works with teachers and coaches to implement new methods for their classrooms. Her most recent book is called We Do Writing, and it's all about collaborative writing. Author and educator Patty McGee spoke with Leah recently to learn more. Let's just start off by talking about what you mean by we do writing. I know um, it's a collaborative type of writing. Um, and if you could just define it a little bit for us and think and maybe share some things about um, collaborative writing or we do writing that are important to consider in the start of a school year. Fantastic. So collaborative writing is a word out there used in many different ways. There's lots of of ways that kids can collaborate when they're writing. But in my We Do model, I'm talking about a very specific kind of collaborative writing, and that's um, collaboration between teachers and students. And the purpose of it is to enable students to be successful with something that they wouldn't be able to be successful with yet. Uh Um, In the book, I talk, I have um, lots of examples, but a few I'll just share now is there's an example where the teacher is working with the whole class. They're writing collaboratively. Um, and they're writing a letter to the parents in that class asking if they'll donate math folders. So that's a kind of collaborative writing that is kind of um, sharing the work with the whole class. Um, Another example I have in the book is um, a teacher working with a group of third graders during social studies. Um, They're writing collaboratively. um, They've been studying Greta Thunberg and now the kids are each writing their own piece about Greta Thunberg Um, which is deepening their knowledge of Greta Thunberg, but the teacher's also um, collaboratively working with them to use transition words to push their thinking a little bit further. Um, The teacher's guiding them, working collaboratively. And of course, a teacher can work one-on-one with children um, as they apply what they've been learning to their own unique um, ideas. But the, the commonality between all three of those examples is that the teacher is working collaboratively with students to enable them to do something that they wouldn't be able to do on their own yet. Um, So that's how I would define it. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's so many reasons um, to begin um, to think about using collaborative writing um, across the whole year, but especially at the start of the year. But I'll I'll share three of um, my top three reasons that I think that it's especially important in any year, but especially this year we're about to move into. Um, So the first is confidence boosting. Any year, you know, one of the things I try to do as a teacher is put myself into the minds of children um, and how they might feel when they're starting the year. And some children might feel super excited and some children might feel super nervous. And 
That's true of any year, but especially this upcoming year. Um, and so to begin the year by ensuring that students are successful is gonna boost their confidence. And I feel it's gonna help them be able to tackle harder things later on in the year where they might not be successful, but begin the year with success. Yeah. Number one reason. Second reason is to begin the year where children are. Um, children are gonna come in in many different places. Um, we can see the skills and strategies they need and we can work collaboratively to enable them to transfer that into their independent learning. So it's a good way to look to see where children are and build those skills quickly. Um, and the third reason is I think it's a, especially at the beginning of the year, a really good use of instructional time. Um, when I was a new teacher, I um, thought writing instruction um, was my writing workshop. That, that was my writing instruction. So, you know, I, I taught kindergarten and I thought, okay, my writing block is 45 minutes. And you can imagine, Patty, I said, let's do writing workshop for 45 minutes. Not a great use of instructional time um, because those, most of those kids could only um, write independently for 10 or 20 minutes. And so I really think it's a good use of time to think that, okay, I can have my writing workshop or my writing time, but I also can um, build that, um, that time by having more collaborative writing experiences with my students as well. Yeah, it feels so like, what's that phrase? all for one and one for all, right? Like where everyone yeah. is invested in each other's learning. The teacher is obviously facilitating a major part of that, but that collaboration is like teamwork. Yes. And that feeling for students in the classroom being an important part of the team as they collaborate um, is really something so important. You talked about confidence building. And I think it also just establishes that sense of, of inclusion in the classroom that when we're when we do writing together mm -hmm. we have this this sense of community and it, that's just beautiful and so needed in every classroom after the break different types of collaborative writing for different purposes stay with us Purpose-driven writing creates the conditions for skill and craft to flourish. In We Do Writing, author and educator Leah Mermelstein draws upon her expertise to help teachers refocus their approach to writing instruction and build the next generation of confident, capable, independent writers. Hi, I'm Leah Marmelstein. I've been in education now for 25 years. I am the author of five books on the teaching of reading, writing, and the connection between the two. So many teachers deliberately teach things such as spelling and story structure, nonfiction structure, punctuation, and they teach these by modeling for students, which is super important. What my book does is it shows you how to linger in that we do phase of instruction that many teachers gloss over in the name of modeling. We Do Writing provides a flexible instructional model that complements any writing curriculum. 
The book includes helpful classroom examples, writing samples, teaching strategies, and time management tips, as well as research-based mythbusters to help dispel misconceptions about best practices for teaching writing. In this book, all students will be seen because the curriculum is centered around them. They'll be able to become joyful, skillful, and purposeful writers. Find out more about this and other titles at pediessentials.com. Go teach brilliantly. Thinking about collaborative writing, you're talking about teacher-supported writing. Are there different types of collaborative writing? Yes, and that's something um, I, I talk a lot about in the book um, and have been talking with teachers now as I begin to think about next year, um, being in person. Um, so in the We Do model, I talk about three different types of collaborative writing sessions, each session having a different purpose. Um, and when I was writing the book, and as I continue to think about the We Do model, um, I lean on um, the simple view of reading um, that research. I also lean um, more recently on um, Duke and Cartwright's active view of reading, um, which if you haven't seen that, it's just fascinating. Um, and they, and they, both of those are frameworks for thinking about what's important about reading. And so I leaned on those to help me think about what's important about writing and what types of collaborative sessions um, should be part of every elementary classroom. So the first one um, I talk about is, is interactive writing, which is a form of collaborative writing that's aimed at helping students with the encoding part of writing, um, with the um, language conventions, things like spelling, phonics, handwriting, phonemic awareness, punctuation. And so in those types of sessions, all we're working on together is the language conventions um, in interactive writing. Um, a second type of collaborative writing session I talk about in the We Do model is I talk about write aloud. And write aloud, um, there was some really cool research I looked at while I was um, thinking about write aloud by um, Bodner and McLeod. It's called the production effect. And the production effect is talking about the idea of composing out loud, the idea of saying things out loud, which makes them stickier, makes them stick, which makes sense. But write aloud is really all about composing out loud at the sentence level. Um, and we're helping kids put multiple sentences together, but really helping kids think about sentences rich in vocabulary, rich in grammar, um, and that we're working with kids on practicing those out loud with the hopes if they practice them out loud and compose them together, that those kinds of sentences, those kinds of rich sentences can become part of their independent writing. So completely different purpose. It's still collaborative writing, but this collaborative writing is focused on composing and practicing rich sentences out loud. Um, and the third type of collaborative writing I call writing process. And that really is a bridge one um, where you're bridging the language conventions and the language composition as kids bring together with you a short piece of writing through an abbreviated writing process. And so in each of those, I also 
can give different amounts of support to, to the kids as we work collaboratively. We could share the work, we could, I could guide them for the work, or I could help them apply it on their own. Um, and so in reality, there's nine different types of collaborative writing there because I can do each of those shared, guided, or applied. Um, and two tips, um, if I can, um, about, about doing them that I have found really helpful. One is to keep them short. Um, and I keep them short because they're not focused on everything. They're focused mm -hmm. just on one thing. Um, and the second thing, um, which I think is super important, is to be careful not to over-scaffold kids um, where, where we're rescuing them from doing the work. Um, but we also have to be careful that we don't under-scaffold kids where we're not giving them the support to be successful. Yeah, that's really important. And it's, it's just making me so curious too, because when you think about the three types of collaborative writing and then the different possibilities for those three types, it's like you have a whole buffet of possible yeah. ways of supporting student writers. And it, it's not, and we know student writers don't learn in a linear way. Mm -hmm. um, and so having such, so many choices in collaborative writing, it helps us meet students where they are um, as they're learning. And so it just feels so flexible and responsive. For me, it's been this simple tool yeah. for complex work. Yes. Um, so it's a simple tool I can use and I can put my focus on the students, yes. the complex students, and really look at what are their needs. And then this simple tool can help you address their complex needs. Yes, yes. That is reminding me of a quote, uh, is it, Oliver Wendell Holmes says, I'm looking for the simplicity on the other side of complexity. Yes, I, yes, yes. <laughs> I love that quote from him because that is so much of what we do as teachers, right? Like we're taking, we're, we're looking at something so complex and we're working through it and then finding that simplicity that comes after that complexity is really where that powerful teaching uh, just is found. Yeah, and you know, I believe as a, as a literacy consultant, and my role is to support teachers. Mm -hmm. And I really believe that one of the ways teachers deserve and need simple tools for the classroom, their job is so complex yes. that I really see it as my job to figure out simple tools for teachers, um, to nurture teachers so they can nurture students. After the break, Simple tips for getting started in the new school year. Stay with us. PD Essentials is a professional development line for teachers and coaches and principals. Research-based theories and practical strategies capture the what, why, and how of great teaching. PD Essentials authors are highly respected leaders in education. They make the complex accessible and offer connections to content and practice. Learn more at pdessentials.com. Go teach brilliantly. Keeping that simplicity in mind, what kinds of simple tips do you have um, for getting started in the school year? I have three simple tips for getting started with this in the beginning of the year. And of course, teachers can do more than this but this is enough to get started. Um, and so my suggestion would be, um, number one, pick a type of collaborative writing you wanna try. Um, so, you know, for example, I was working with a group of kindergarten teachers last week and they made the decision. They weren't gonna try all nine of these. Um, 
too overwhelming for the beginning of the year. Um, they, they made a decision that they're gonna try to integrate inter shared interactive writing into their writing schedule in the beginning of the year because they know that will support their kids in making that transfer with what they're teaching in, in phonics. So they, they chose interactive writing. Number two, try it out in your literacy block. And that's what they're gonna do. They're gonna, now they know they put it into their schedule. So they feel like, yes, this is going to happen. Doesn't take a long time, 10 minutes, um, but, they, but they feel really excited. So number one, they chose interactive writing. Number two, they um, decided to put it into their literacy block. And number three is I suggest trying it in another subject area. Um, so for example, they're going to try it during social studies as well, during their family unit. Um, I'm, work, I, I'm working with another third grade group. They made a decision to try the writing process sessions because they really want to help the kids with paragraph writing. Mm. Um, they're going to try it during their literacy block next year. But then once they try it in their literacy block, they're going to try it during social studies. Um, and I am one of the things that I um, am really passionate about is encouraging teachers to have writing during their writing block, but have short collaborative sessions during other times of the day. There is so much research out there about the importance of building students' knowledge um, as a vehicle for reading comprehension. And so when we move, and one of the best ways that children can build their knowledge is by writing about what they're learning. And so by trying it out in a different subject area, you're getting kind of a, <laughs> a 10 for one bargain. You're teaching them about writing. You are assessing their knowledge of the topic and you are pushing their knowledge. You're having them think deeper about that. So three simple tips, choose one to try, try it in your writing block, try it in another subject area. So you're making me really curious now about the possibilities in other subject areas. Mm -hmm. um, and, and obviously you've shared the importance that knowledge building is one of those things that just makes us stronger learners all around. Um, it's, it's like a win-win situation. So could you tell me a little bit more about how these can be done, um, you know, how you can use collaborative writing in other times of the day? Right. I'll, I'll give a few examples of um, the ones that we talked about in my last meeting um, with teachers. Perfect. So for example, um, a group of fifth grade teachers I was working with, um, they know they're going to be studying young activists next year in social studies. Um, and they're also going to be um, working on essays. And so they made a decision. Thesis statements are so challenging for kids. And you know why they're challenging? They're challenging because I need to understand the craft of writing one, but I also have to understand the information well enough to be able ha to have a sentence that kind of brings together everything I'm gonna say in that essay. So these fifth grade teachers know that they are gonna work on thesis statements during social studies um, um, in, in, in that way because they, they will teach them about how to write one, but they also will push them in their thinking of those young activists they're studying. Um, so that's gonna be done during social studies. Well, a, a group of first grade teachers I was working with made the decision to have do their interactive writing um, quite often during small group reading instruction. Oh. Um, so for example, they are helping kids with short ease in reading, let's say. 
Well, they can really cement that in at the end of their reading instruction by having the kids write interactively a sentence or some words that will enable them to practice shortly. Um, it will really cement that. And in that situation, I almost think of interactive writing as a method for teaching reading. Um, wow. And the, the other place I really can imagine um, doing it is in response to reading. Um, and so all of those ways, I just, um, this is one of these kind of um, conversations I've been having with teachers and really trying to, um, you know, one of the things that's so exciting about being in person, hopefully next year, is really beginning to, to think, um, um, Cornelius Minor talks about the idea of not going back to normal, but going back to a better normal. Um, and for me, one of those better normals is to think outside the box of my writing instruction, that sometimes it can be happening during my writing time, but it can be happening during reading, during social studies, um, in so many different ways. Yeah, absolutely. And it's it acts almost like a glue, right? It just solidifies so much learning that's happening all over, but then we add in this collaborative writing and it, it just really brings it all together. Yeah. And there's just so many possibilities with it. And also just want to say, kids love it. Like yes. they just love to be a part of this and collaborate mm -hmm. in that way. Yeah. So it's not just a sound practice and a practice that has so many possibilities. It's also something that kids are deeply engaged in because they just enjoy that experience so much. There's two things that you said that I would love to talk into a little bit. One is the idea of how the collaborative writing cements it together. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's a good reminder that the purpose of these collaborative writing sessions is to enable students to be able to do this on their own. Um, the goal of this is transfer. And so by, by doing it in lots of different ways, um, we are, we are keeping to that goal of we're not doing collaborative writing. Yes, we're doing collaborative writing because we're all together and it's super fun. And, but the, in the end, we're doing collaborative writing so that children are able to do these things on their own in lots of different situations. Um, so that's number one. The other thing that you said about it being deeply engaging for kids, it's so true. I think one of the ways we bring social studies to life and we bring reading to life is by writing about it, talking about it. Um, you know, I'm in the middle of um, taking my own course right now and I've been blown away by how the information has come to life in the act of writing about it. And so I really have been encouraging the teachers I work with to um, really think about doing collaborative writing because it's going to make the content come alive. Do you have any final thoughts um, to share as you know, teachers are thinking about this, but also getting past that first month? So you gave us some tips for just getting started, keeping it simple, trying you know, small parts in, in certain places. As this really starts to become um, like a, a wonderful instructional practice that just begins to bloom in the classroom, um, what are some final tips that you have or thoughts that you have? Thank you. Yes. So two, two thoughts I have. One is, as I begin to work with teachers um, and thinking about not just the first month of school, but across the year, one thing we've been thinking about is how to plan writing that's keeping collaborative writing in mind. 
So for example, when, when we're planning a unit now, we'll begin by thinking what topics, if we're gonna be write, writing collaboratively during this nonfiction unit, or we're gonna be writing collaboratively during this personal essay unit or this um, nonfiction unit, what shared topics will we write about? Because um, we're writing collaboratively, we'll obviously have a shared topic. And so really thinking about what might make sense at that time of the year, what shared topic um, to really anticipate um, as we plan the unit, what types of collaborative writing might we do? What might be our shared interactive writing um, during that time? What might be our guided writing process during that time? So to anticipate, of course, our kids will change it across the unit, but anticipating what some of those might be um, has been really, really helpful. Um, it's really, really helpful. And the third thing is to think about um, kind of in those units, using the collaborative writing that's created as mentor texts for the children. Oh my gosh, so that's brilliant. So often, and, and of course, there's beautiful mentor texts that other um, adult writers have published that we always use. Yes. But I also have been suggesting that we think about using the ones that we create with kids. And I think what it does is it creates a, a mentor text that they were part of the creation of. So in essence, it makes it stickier. Um, and so I just have been really encouraging um, teachers to think about um, bringing that collaborative writing into their unit planning. Um, and then finally, I think my final um, suggestion is I just you know encourage teachers to approach this new year with a, with a sense of a better normal. Um, you know, quite frankly, in the writing of the book, I had to come to that hard reflection that my two go-tos in writing were modeling and independent writing. Mm. Um, and, I, and it hit me that those are my go two go-tos because that's what I liked to do. Um, but when I took a hard look at the kids and the students that I worked with, those two go-tos were not enough to ensure that every child transferred. And so I encourage teachers to think about the idea of collaborative writing as a way to provide equal access um, because you're giving all children the learning opportunities they need to become successful. Thank you, Leah Mermelstein. Thank you, Patty McGee, and thank you, for listening to Teachers Talk Shop. You can learn more about Leah's work at leahmermelstein.com. That's spelled L-E-A-H-M-E-R-M-E-L-S-T-E-I-N.com. And you can learn more about her new book, We Do Writing, at benchmarkeducation.com. For Benchmark Education, I'm Kevin Carlson. <laughs>